Hello and welcome back to Inner Soul Guidance, where we speak about healing from past traumas and relationships. All right, today I want to talk about, are you questioning if you might be in an abusive relationship? Are you starting to wonder if you're being controlled, if you're being manipulated, things are starting to get a little confusing for you and you're trying to figure things out? Well, I want to help you sort things out. Let's start off with, in your relationship, are you walking on eggshells? Are you afraid to say something in fear of a response that you're going to get, that it's going to cause an argument or an explosion or being um, devalued or ignored? If you're walking on eggshells and you are not able to speak in in a calm manner with your partner and talk about something, then... That's not a healthy relationship. You should be able to speak openly with your partner. Even if they don't like what you have to say, don't agree with you, you should have the freedom and the peace of mind to be able to speak your heart to your partner. That's a healthy person. And when we aren't being a healthy person, we aren't stepping into our power. We aren't speaking up for ourselves, which makes us, you know, um, have less self-esteem and feel like we're we're just not feeling good about ourselves when we when we're in this dynamic it's just not a good place to be um does your partner gaslight you do they claim you did or said something and you don't remember ever doing or saying what they claimed you did and i had that happen to me i mean it conversations typically he would say well, you just said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I would sit there and try to search my memory bank, wondering, did I say that? I don't remember saying that, but he said I said that. You know, and you start to doubt yourself. You start to think you're going a little crazy. You start to question your reality. It's, it's a mechanism of keeping you dazed and confused. So if you're with a partner who tries to make you second guess yourself as to what you did, what you said, where you left something. You know, I I recall times, I know I left something in a particular spot. And when I would go to get it, I couldn't find it. And I'm looking all over the place and it would be in the weirdest places when it was finally found. It could be days later. And sometimes it would be my husband who would say, hey, I found what you were looking for, you know. And wherever the location was, it's like, I don't even remember being there. So how in the hell did that end up there? And I swear it was him messing with me because since I've been away from him, I haven't had that problem, you know? So they really try to keep you off balance. And that is another way that you will know that you're with an abusive person. Um, Triangulation. Early in our relationship. um, Well, first, let me say, triangulation would be constantly bringing up another person to make you feel... Um, less than to make you question and wonder if something's going on that you're not aware of. Um, It makes you wonder if there's another person involved or if you're not standing, your standards of the relationship with him is not as good as they were with somebody else. So as an example, my ex early in the relationship Every day, several times a day, would talk about his ex-wife. And in the beginning, it was like, okay, you know, he's just sharing his 
is marriage with me, whatever. And eventually it became, I was being compared to her and I didn't like that. And it happened several times before finally one day I said to him, you know, I'm really getting sick of hearing her name come up all the time. And I'm really getting sick of you comparing me to her. Well, he turned around and said, you're jealous. You're just jealous. Like there's no reason for you to feel like I'm, I'm comparing you to her. You're insecure. I mean, and then I'm starting to wonder, okay, I guess it was me, you know, off balance made me second guess myself. It was, it's another form of abuse. Um, does your partner keep tabs on you? Do they always want to know where you are yet? They tend to disappear from time to time. That's a big red flag. Um, needing to know your every move, your whereabouts, maybe making excuses why you can't go be, you know, with a friend for a while. All of a sudden they need something from you. They need you to go to dinner with them and they're going to interrupt your plans and try to keep you from family, friends, you know, going out with coworkers after work. They don't want you out and about and talking with other people. They want to keep tabs on you. They want to make sure that because, I mean, God forbid, you could meet somebody who's not as screwed up as they are and leave them, you know, or somebody may tip you off that you're in a very dysfunctional relationship and that's going to, that's going to change and affect their world because your eyes are going to be open. So they try to isolate you. They try to keep tabs on you. They try to control how much time you spend somewhere, you know, and they always come up with a reason why why they can't go and so now all of a sudden you're not going to a family gathering because they're not feeling well or they they interrupt your time with other people or they control your time with other people um does your partner give you backhanded compliments or hurtful compliments that you know you're like you kind of tilt your head and you're like well that didn't sound very good and they turn around and say, oh, you're just too sensitive. I was just joking, you know. I remember one day I was in the store and I it was winter and my lips were chapped. So I didn't have any chapstick. So I took an, a lipstick I had in my purse and I put it on. And we were in different aisles. My husband was a few aisles over from me. And when we came out of the end caps and started walking towards each other, literally three to four aisles away, he yells in front of people, I really don't like that colored lipstick on you. You need to take that off your face. Don't wear that anymore. And I was like, Jesus, you know, like just go ahead and, and put me down in front of strangers for God's sake. You couldn't say it nicely. You could no. he had to humiliate me in front of people in a store. I mean, come on, you know, again, they want to keep you feeling less than they want to, they want to embarrass you. I mean, it's just it's a sick, twisted game they play with us. Uh, have you ever apologized, uh, apologized or taken responsibility when you didn't even realize or think that you did something wrong? Like all of a sudden you have this explosion or this argument come up, then you get the silent treatment. And then, especially in the beginning, okay, you start to question yourself like, wow, what did I do to upset him? You just start taking responsibility for their explosion. Okay. And, and when you do that, 
you're you're saying to them, oh, look, it's, it is my fault. You're right. I am such a bad person. I should have never said that to you because now I've just taken responsibility for the words I say and your reaction are now my responsibility. I'm now going to be treading very lightly on what I say to you because I don't want to upset you. Goes back to the very first one, walking on eggshells. We are so on guard when we're in abusive relationships of, of us upsetting the other person that we we don't say things that, that come up in the moment. We don't point things out to them that, you know, they can point out your flaws, but you don't want to do that because you know that that's not going to be received well. So what they do to you is not okay for you to do back. That's a one-sided relationship. That is a dysfunctional, abusive relationship. So, you know, just keep your eyes open. And if you're starting to question any of these things that I'm talking about today, realize where you are. You are in an abusive relationship. Stop making excuses for staying with this person. Find a way to get away because this is your life, your sanity, and it's not going to stop. It gets worse. I promise you, it gets worse. All right. Um, trauma bond. How many of you have had a trauma bond? Um, it's a trauma bonding is, is kind of a psychological response to abuse and it becomes a very sick warped attachment. So as an example, when I first met my narcissist ex-husband, we had been drinking one night and he put his hands down my pants and I was passed out on his bed. I ended up agreeing reluctantly to stay at his place because um, it was late. I was drinking and we were drinking. We were playing cards and I didn't want to get pulled over. And so he told me I could sleep fully clothed on his bed. He wouldn't touch me, you know, and I, I did it. I passed out cold and I woke up at some point, I have no idea what time it was, to him taking my pants off and had his way with me. And I said nothing. I froze. I absolutely froze. And the weird thing was, this is somebody I really didn't want a relationship with. I had no interest in him like that. And somehow, through the time spent with him after that, yes, I did I did get back together with him. It was a very weird a very weird thing. And I think it was a trauma bond that I relived from my childhood because I had been sexually abused as a child. And this set me up to, through that experience, and he knew I had been molested as a child. So, you know, I don't know if he consciously did this knowing that, you know, I, I had wounds that I was still carrying with me. I, I doubt it. He was, he's not that smart. Um, but that incident, I believe trauma bonded me to him and gave me the sick attachment towards him and all of a sudden I started to like him and you know it was it was very very disturbing um another situation for trauma bonding can be the very first explosion you know a lot of narcissistic type people when they're with um empaths or or codependents they do the honeymoon phase where they're you know hoovering you we'll get into that um, they're love bombing you, they're, they're showering you with gifts and making you feel really special and they're spending all their time with you and they're, 
They're, they're just the perfect mate and that can go on for a short time, usually not more than a few months. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something happens and you are thrown completely off balance, off kilter. You don't know what the hell just happened and you're questioning what the hell just, what just hit me. And what I'm, what I'm referring to is, you know, the honeymoon phase has been going along smoothly. You know, you're, you're spending time together. You're getting along. He's, or she is, you know, complimentary and you're just the greatest person. And, and then all of a sudden out of the blue, they blindside you with this rage. Something sets them off and you are so stunned and knocked off balance that you don't know what to say. Like, where, where did this come from? This is a side of this person you've never seen before. And they're verbally abusing you and attacking you and blaming you for something. And you don't know what the hell just happened. And then you're starting to question like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, because how can you go from being this perfect couple to all of a sudden out of what you're not sure of, something sparked them to get upset with you and yell at you and blame you for something. And oh my gosh, I mean, it's crazy making. It is crazy making. And it's a vicious cycle. You know, if you're in a cyclic relationship where you're repeating um, honeymoon phases and and coming back together and, and having this wonderful relationship to where all of a sudden a shift starts kicking in and they're putting distance between you or becoming quiet or not affectionate. And you're wondering what the hell just happened? You know, this is a sick game they play. They pull you in just to look, spit you back out. And meanwhile, they're going to distort your reality and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing's changed. Everything's fine. And meanwhile, you feel the, the, the shift, the change. You feel the difference in the energy that was once between you. It's gone. Like it just disappears. That is an abuser. And it's a very stealth thing that they do. That even when you know about narcissists, you know, when you're living in this crazy making world, you really, you don't know what's up or down because they've got you so twisted inside out. You don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's, what's real, what's not. You know, it's, it's a very dysfunctional place to be and it's a very difficult relationship to break free of because it does become somewhat addictive because it's a cycle that we keep replaying over and over and over again. And there's probably a point where you're like, I want to get off the ride, you know, but you don't, you stay because you're still hopeful that they're going to miraculously change and start loving you. Sweetheart, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And all you're doing is wasting your life and you're not working on yourself and you're giving your power away. It's time to break free from dysfunctional, abusive, relationships and take care of yourself. Um, so I kind of covered, you know, when your partner goes from one extreme to the other in the trauma bonding, but you know, if you're going through shifts and valleys and uh, where you're feeling they're, they're all over you and you're the best thing in the world. And then all of a sudden you come back and something happened and they're not holding your hand. They're not giving you a kiss. Good night. They've got your, their back to you. That's a form of abuse. That's taking control of the, of the relationship and making it like a reward system for you. When you behave properly, 
you'll get my love and affection. Or when I feel like giving it, I'll give you my love and affection. But if I don't, or if you've said something that hit me the wrong way, I'm going to ignore you. I'm just going to, you know, they go from love to almost hating you in moments. It's just a very off-centering, baffling feeling that they keep you on the teeter-totter where you don't know what reality is. Um, have you ever gotten, so again, this, they all kind of flow into each other, but somebody who punishes you by withholding affection or sex is a, an abuser. I'm sorry. You don't do that to somebody you love. You don't use sex or affection as a weapon with somebody that you care about. Why in the world would we put up with this kind of behavior? I know for myself, it was my, my upbringing. You know, I had with, withheld, my love from my mother was withheld all the time. And I, I never was given love freely. It was always earned. Um, you know, if you, if you were the puppet and did as you were told, you were fine, you know, and she'd say she loved you, even though her actions never backed that up. So, you know, I was kind of used to being in that kind of dynamic where, I was punished for not behaving properly. That was that was something I grew up with. Um, does your partner expect you to meet all their needs when they do nothing for you? Um, I was not allowed to be in a bad mood. I was not allowed to be drained or tired from work. Um, my my job my my responsibility was to make sure all his emotional needs were taken care of, and. I was supposed to know how to read between his lines. Uh, I remember one time he was sick and he had taken a nap. He wasn't feeling well. And he came out from his nap, still not feeling well. And he went back to lay down and asked me if I'd go in in two hours and wake him up and for dinner. I said, sure. So he went back in to lay down and I went in to wake him up and he ended up yelling at me and berating me for interrupting his sleep. And I was like, she told me to wake you up. So then I left and he went back to sleep. And when he came out for dinner, he started yelling at me because it was like way after dinner time. And I'm not going to go back in and tell you it's time for dinner when you just ream me out because I woke you up like you told me to. And when he came out and it was way past dinner time, I again got yelled at because I didn't wake him up for dinner. I mean, I, I was damned if I did, damned if I didn't. I was screwed no matter what I decided to do. And it, again, knocks you off balance, makes you question your sanity. Like, what the hell just happened, you know? Um, aggressive behavior is another thing. You know, my ex liked to throw and break things when he was in a rage and angry. He would threaten to, you know, throw something at me or he'd throw it a few feet away from me off the wall and break it. It was an intimidation tactic. It was a control thing. Um, you know, he would put me down and threaten me and I mean, all kinds of things. Just, you know, again, just very abusive behavior. Um, arguments could explode into a tidal wave in no time. Like it, it didn't take much, no matter what discussion it was, how small of a discussion it was that really shouldn't have been a major issue to, to discuss with him became huge fights. I mean, there was no discussing anything 
with him unless it was something he wanted to discuss and was open to discussing. So, you know, when you start to bring up things and it causes arguments continuously and they start exploding, you back off from bringing up anything important to you. You stay silent. You know, you, you don't talk about things that are bothering you anymore and you're questioning your reality still. Um, you know, one-sided conversations is another big thing. I could start off talking about something that I wanted to bring up in the relationship and if it didn't make him explode right away eventually everything turned around onto him and he would point the finger at me about everything I was trying to talk about which I wasn't pointing the finger at him I was trying to say you know the way you talk to me makes me feel um, very unloved you know and and he would start saying, well, you know, the other day when you said that I should just not say anything if I had nothing to say, I decided I'm not going to say anything. And all of a sudden, it was everything I said to him. It wasn't the actual topic of conversation. He twisted the whole topic around to a completely different topic. And by the time you're done, you don't even realize you didn't even cover what the discussion was supposed to be about because he took it over. It was all his conversation with what he felt about the, the road he decided to take it down, but it was all about him. You know, nothing's ever about you and what you want to talk about. It's always brought back to them and what you did to them and how you made them feel and all your flaws and how you are the bad guy here, not them. You are. So again, more crazy making, more abuse. It's just, it is such a twisted web when we're involved with these people and when you're in it, boy, you are in a web. You're in a web of lies, deceit, fakery, um, confusion, and having low self-esteem and really not having any, um, any of your own energy to give to yourself because you're so busy trying to figure things out and work things through and hold things together. And oh my gosh, it's draining. It's so draining. The energy that I wasted all those years boy, if I had taken those, those relationships that I poured all my energy into and turned it around and used it on myself, you know, I wouldn't be where I was for so long. But, you know, I guess everything in the right timing, I guess I wasn't ready back then. And the one thing I'm going to interject here, I am so grateful that I have some of my, my kids are in their 20s and they are swiftly learning not by any encouragement of mine on their own about all the different things that I did wrong because I'm very open about my mistakes I made and and I'm really very I, I share with them different epiphanies that I have and and how sorry I am for something I may have done or said to them as they were growing up and that you know I acknowledge I was working out of my wounds and in doing so I hurt them but I didn't realize it at the time and now I'm I want to acknowledge when I do recognize somewhere where I hurt my kids. But my point is, my a few of my girls are are really getting into understanding the dynamics of relationships and dysfunctional relationships and abusive type uh, controlling people. So they are leaps and bounds ahead of where I was in my twenties. Because and I'm so happy for that. I am so happy that they are looking into these kind of human behaviors and they're trying to understand themselves as well. So it's just a, it, it's a very heartwarming to see your kids start to heal from past traumas as well. Um, all right, moving on. 
does the person you're with minimize how you feel? In other words, if if you say, you know, I'm feeling like um, I'm like something's wrong between us. I feel like there's something going on that you're not sharing with me. And then they minimize that. They say, oh, you just make things up in your head. You're too paranoid. You're, you're always taking things and blowing them out of proportion. You're crazy. You know, you always take everything the wrong way. Nothing's wrong. I'm just having a quiet couple of days. I just don't feel like talking a lot. And, and now, you know, I guess I'm just not giving you what you need and blah, 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 blah. They just minimize everything. And then, of course, they'll try to spin it around on you. You know, it's crazy making. It's abuse. Uh, do, do you ever have your mate tell you one thing and do the complete opposite? And then if you're having expectations of them doing something, you're disappointed. And when you show disappointment, then all of a sudden you're demanding too much of them. I, I had that happen quite a few times. You know, I worked and he did not work. He was home all the time and he sat and watched TV most of the day. And of course, you know, I finally said, you know, you could go shopping. You don't need to wait for me to come home. There's a list. You can go shopping and have that done for me so I don't have to go with you. You know, on my time off, my days off, I'd like to take care of me for a while and not do errands. And you've got no reason not to go. So one day he promised me he was going to go to the store and get everything I asked for. And he was going to cook a particular meal that I, I really liked and have it ready when I got home from work. I was so excited for this meal. And I walked in the door and I'm smelling the air and I don't smell anything. And he's sitting on the couch with his computer watching TV, looks over. He's like, hey, and I was like, hey, um, where's dinner? And he's like, oh, I didn't go to the store today. I just didn't feel like it. I was so disappointed, you know, and and I was like, I said something to him. And I was like, you said you were going. I, I was pretty upset at that point. Um, you know, and I said, you promised me you were going to the store today. There's thing we need coffee for the morning. Now I have to go out and get coffee now that I just walked in the house, you know? And of course it was, I just didn't have the energy today and you should, you shouldn't be all over me for this. And, you know, all of a sudden it's my fault that he promised to do something. And when I was disappointed and voiced that now, all of a sudden I'm getting a, the, the, the anger from him shifted onto me. You know, it's like, it's a vicious cycle, a circle. A, it's a never ending merry-go-round. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. Um, you know, some things you can do, um, to help you make more sense of things that helped me. Um, you can start journaling. If you're able and safely able to either type out on a computer that only you have access to, or maybe on your smartphone, you know, one of those memo apps, or send yourself an email where you start keeping journals of the things that go on each day, you know? And when you, when you get a, even, even a good couple weeks and you're able to start looking back over things that you wrote down and you're like, wow, this happens all the time. I didn't realize how much this was going on. And you start to figure out, wow, I, I, I'm so deep into the forest, I couldn't see the trees around me. You know, I was so deep into this abuse and it was so stealth and so slow and drip by drip that I didn't see how deep I had fallen into the abyss. You know, you start to see things a little differently. Uh, another thing that I did, now I didn't do this 
until the very end of my marriage. But uh, my ex always accused me of saying things that I, I didn't remember saying. And so I started recording him. And in my recordings, I had time to go back and listen to them where he would accuse me of, well, you just said, you know, whatever it was he claimed I said. And I was able to go back and listen that, no, I didn't say that. I did not say that. But yet he claimed I said it. And he kind of laughed when he said it to me. But, you know, those kind of things are going to start to empower you to realize you are being abused. Whether the person, your partner recognizes it or not, you're in an abusive relationship. And it's not your job to point it out to them how abusive they are. And it's not your job to fix them. It's your job to break free and heal yourself from this kind of insanity. Because it takes time. Once you come out of these things, it really takes time to undo all the the mind effery that was done to you. Um, so I hope that going over some of these possible flags that you may be questioning and wondering about, um, if you're in an abusive relationship, helped you recognize certain dynamics in your relationship. Um, thanks for joining me today. Until next time, please remember, you are worthy of love and you are worthy of respect. Take care for now. Bye-bye.